0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. Jay Hill, man, that conversation that we just had with a Division I basketball player, Michael Steadman, the boy. Thank you for that, Jay. That was a great guest.
1: Yeah, no, my guy, Michael Steady, man, Stedman. No, that, it was a great episode. And, and, you know, I that's why I talked to you, John, like we should do more of these, just having on. Just athletes, and, and to me, I look like we we. I showed you his highlights. We seen him. He's he, he's probably gonna be a leaguer at some point, and and that's that's what I envisioned him. But he was dropping, you know, great niblets and everything, Jay. Um, I don't know how you were feeling about it in the episode.
0: Oh, Jay, I was feeling good about it, man. He was talking about multiple stops in his, in his basketball career. He talked about uh great NBA players he played against, man. It, it was just, it was just a great conversation. As a matter of fact, Jay, we should just, we should just leave it up to the fans. Let the fans get to the get to the interview. You want to just do that?
1: Yeah, just let them enjoy this, man. This is a great episode. And we're really excited for y'all to listen to it, man.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jay Hizzle, there in the six. How you doing, baby?
1: Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We got a very special guest on. My guy, Mike Stedman from uh, from UMass, uh, former former from Union City, California. Uh, former San Jose State Spartan, uh, Montana Grizzly at uh, San Jose State, and now at UMass. And at San Jose State, he led the team in scoring and uh, rebounding. So, we got a very, very – we got a baller in the building tonight. So, yeah, say what up to the to Clutch the Dog fans. Mike, introduce yourself a little bit.
2: So, how y'all doing? Like he said, he kind of introduced it. Um, I'm from the Bay Area on the East Coast. Uh, ready to get to work for my final year.
0: man well mike we are very very excited to have you on man uh we got we got a whole lot to talk about man you know your your basketball journey definitely has uh hasn't been uh hasn't been one one uh one way man you've you've taken many stops along the way and you worked very hard so we just want to talk to you about that today man you cool with that
2: yeah definitely
0: let's do that let's do it man so mike let's just let's kick this off to where it all started man let's let's start when the ball got put in your hands. At what age did you start playing basketball? And when did you really fall in love with basketball and know, man, this is for me. This is what I want to do in life.
2: Um. So at first, I actually played baseball, but I started playing basketball in fifth grade. So I was about like 10, 11 years old. Um, my dad put it in my hands because like just growing up, he like him growing up, he was playing basketball and like he would just always talk about it. And I was also like really tall. I was like like five, when I started playing, I was like five eight, five nine. So, I kind of just got fell in love with the game throughout just playing throughout the years, through middle school and high school, and then eventually through college.
0: Okay, and uh, the, and, and and you 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 said that you were you were taller you were taller than others and stuff like that. So you've always just been more physically gifted. So on that that leads us right to my first point that I want to talk about is your first like real basketball stint. And that's at James Logan, man. When you, when you hit high school and I seen your numbers, Mike, you was dominant. He was dominant, man. 15 yeah. and nine are earning all league honors, man. So I, 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 I seen the numbers, but that's, uh, but I want to talk about your time there, your time there at James Logan and tell me how, how was it there? Was it like, Was it that you were just physically more dominant than everybody, so it was just easier? Was it that did you have to uh, get up to speed with everyone? Like, were you not ready for that for the high school level when you you first hit James Logan?
2: Uh, To be honest, no, I wasn't dominant. Like for the first three years, um, I wasn't that good of a ball player. Like I was still like I was still growing into my body. I was I was kind of late in development wise. I was lazy back then like I don't know I got just like a whole mindset and then like after my junior year something just like switched and we had a new coaching staff come in and they believed in me and my talent so we just worked that whole summer and I went from averaging like like you said I averaged like 16 my senior year the year before that I think I averaged like five points and so I I just blossomed throughout the year like I was just all that work paid off basically.
0: Man, and, and I, I, I really saw it paid off because Jay Hill, you, you got to listen to this, man. My 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 man Mike was a monster out there. He had a twenty four and ten game, a twenty two and fourteen, a twenty seven and eight. 25 and nine, 15 and 15. So man, these double doubles were coming to Mike almost nightly, man. So I, I I know you was out there working, man, but let's talk about, you know, because me and Jay Hill, we also, you know, we also from the Bay. So we know James Logan and and, uh, school and daylight and uh, the schools, the schools around, man. So let's talk about what was your favorite school to play at when you were in high school, when you were just dominating these kids?
2: I got to say Newark, that was our rival. I mean, we were the first team to beat them in, like, I think it was, like, 14 years. Like, they – like, Newark was beating us every year. And then, like, when we beat them at their home uh, – we beat them twice, actually, that year. So, like, that was kind of crazy. That was, like, school history. That was, for sure, our biggest game. And Moreau. Moreau was a pretty good game, too. They had a, okay. they had a couple – like, few D1 players on that team. Okay, okay.
1: So, what year did you finish at at uh, James Logan? Because I, I finished at 2014 in Dela, and I remember a few names, like – uh Oscar Oscar Fryer may rest in peace. Like uh, um, Joey Joey Frenchwood at, at Newark, but but where year did you finish
2: over there at at, Newark, uh, at James Logan? I uh, played 2016. I played both of those dudes. So okay, yeah. I when I was younger, yeah, I played with a few of those dudes on the same team, like Terrell Brown, Oscar uh, mm-hmm. Damari, all them dudes. They were they had a really good team. In the state. so every time we played them, we had to get up it was, we knew it was a big game
1: so my yeah that leads me to my next question for you at you know you talked about playing against some good hoopers over there at logan so who come what comes to mind that like match up stories of, of guys you cooked or, or you gave the work or maybe cook you um vice versa like yeah talk about that who, who in particular comes to mind when you think of that
2: you're talking about, I mean, I played a lot of good players. Like you talking about just in my like, whole career or just like uh at man, Logan specifically, like in high uh,
1: school. Who Logan. who was like a matchup where you can just like right off the bat talk give us a little story about, you know, sometimes you cook someone or they gave you the work and you're just like,
2: damn, can't let that uh, down. Shoot. That's a good question. Um I just think I like you said, like the Moreau, th- I think the Moreau team i was like a big match i don't i want to say i got cooked but i had i had some good games against them i think that game I, that the game you said i had like 15 points and 15 rebounds and okay that was a great game um so. we played day long we played all those teams but they you know like those teams don't really have like a like a huge star player usually they play more as a team so like we played a lot of good basketball teams yeah no i feel that and then um so talk
1: about like your time at with with team Lillard. Uh so this was during was this during high school when you was at Logan or um was it this, yeah, like this before? Was,
2: uh, this is after I uh, graduated cuz I was played as an unsigned senior. Like I said I was a late like like a I was like a, like I was I was like I wasn't as good as I was supposed to be when I was before my senior year started so I wasn't able to be on the team Lillard team. So like after my senior year ended I was trying to still get a scholarship and I ended up playing with them dudes. And I had I enjoyed it. I got to play with a lot of like the best players out of the Bay Area. We went to Atlanta. We played in Texas. Uh, we played a lot of good teams. We played Team Loaded. They had a guy go to Clemson. That's one guy that I can remember. I think his name was Armand Sims. He, I think he's in the NBA right now. He was he was killing. It. <laughs> okay, okay, but yeah, that was, that was good. yeah, no, for sure. And then and then so
1: Team Lillard, you you say the b- few big names out of the Bay. Who who in like particular? Uh, or right, who named some guys on that on that team Lillard's who he was running? Sule Boom.
2: I don't know if you know who that is. He plays at UTEP yeah. right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, he was really good. Um we had this new name, Terrell. He plays at Washington State right now. Um, my friend Austin, um uh, Mike Wright, he was really good. Uh, he played on my junior college team. Um, yeah, a lot of guys. It was it was a bunch of a bunch of us. Cameron Reese, oh. he played oh. at Oakland Tech.
0: Okay, you actor. So, so, yeah. so you 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 had a lot. You had a lot of names there, man. So, so I I I, I want to keep it pushing. I want to talk about your uh, your next AAU team that you played on. That, and that was and that was West Coast Fire. So, so talk to me a little bit about how you found out about this team. About how you uh why why you left Team Lillard to 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 go play for this team. And how was how was your time there?
2: Um, I actually played with them guys before I went to Team Lillard, but that's actually my dad's team. Cause my dad actually had an AU team when I started playing, and that team was out of Oakland, cause that's where he was living at the time. So okay. like, cause my parents, like my my parents didn't live together for like basically my whole time in high school and middle school. So like, I would have my dad. Would, I would go over there and live with him on the weekends, and he started an AU team out there. So I've been playing with him ever since I started playing basketball. But that's pretty much basically all the guys out the like the hood of the area of Oakland, and then like basically my friends I grew up playing with. But we had, like a really good team, though. we still had a lot of good players. Um so we were competing at a pretty high level.
0: Okay. And 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 I know, you know, I know how them AAU tournaments be. I, I grew up playing AAU too. You know, you go to Reno or you go to Vegas or wherever it is. And I know sometimes you may you may play a team, uh you may play a team that you don't even know about and you get popped by one of these great players. So I, I know you got one of these great stories, man, about a crazy AAU tournament that you were just like, man, who is this guy? Well, how is this guy so good? What team is this good? So, you do you got any uh, a, a, any stories of of finding out about players through these AAU tournaments?
2: Yeah, I don't remember the dude's name, but we went to Vegas one time. The dude gave us like forty, like he was dunking. And after the game, I'm like, who the hell is this dude? And we go on YouTube. We got a whole balls life mixtape. I don't like, I can't remember the dude's name, but he was he was ridiculous. He had like every coach in the gym watching him play. Like
0: that, oh. like, he, was, he was tough. <laughs> um, man, yeah, I, I, I already know how that be, man. Them AAU tournaments growing up, you would just you, you you'll figure out people that aren't, aren't even ranked, man. But all right, well, uh, Mike, I want to I want to keep it pushing, man, because now we starting to get to your collegiate level, man. When you really started to really put in the work with this uh with this basketball stuff, man, and that's and that's uh a city, man. You know, you kicked it off. Um, Mike, just just a little FYI, I'm out there from from San Francisco too. I I, I went to I went to SF State, so like I, I'm locked in with locked in with all the city Hoopers too, man. So uh, so I definitely was it was cool to see, cool to see you go there. But let's let's talk about uh, what made you choose City, Mike? You know, and was it anywhere else? Could you have gone anywhere else? Uh, and what was the reason that you ended up ultimately deciding to go play at City?
2: Yeah, so like when I played at Team Lillard, I actually had a lot of recruit like I got a fair amount of recruitment. Like I had USF recruiting me, I had Hawaii, Jose State, but I actually ended up not being a qualifier. So I had to actually go to the JUCO route. So what led me over there is that we the best team in California and I wanted to stay home. I wasn't really looking to go out of like out of state yet. Um so I ended up choosing there and it, I think it was the best decision at the time. I still think that to this day.
0: Okay, and and talk, t- t- talk a little bit about you know your 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 two years at City. I do got you. I, I do got both of your uh, both your first year and your second year here numbers pulled up. And Mike, you was still a beast on the glass. You was still a you was still yeah. a beast, man. So talk yeah. a little bit about your two years. You know what what was your what was some of your uh, favorite times? You know your up 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 moments and and down moments. You know that people wouldn't know about. Um,
2: I think like my. At first, my, I'm going to talk about my down moment. I had to get adjusted, like, the college level. Um, it's a big difference going from high school to college, even junior college. Like, you got to get adjusted to, the, like, how hard you got to play. Like, it's, it's a way faster game. Um, I had to gain some weight. Like, I was, like, only 200 pounds at 6'9 at that point. So it was a big adjustment period. But, like, the ups, I got to play with some great players. Like, I don't know if you know who Eddie he is. He played at Hawaii. He flew into Reardon, yeah. actually, right across the yeah. street from the early school. Um, like I said, I mentioned earlier, Mike. Right, we had a whole team. Like we actually won state my second year, so like I I, I don't regret the decision at all. Yeah, no, for sure, Mike. And and, and the
1: thing is, I, I I played at Foothill before I ended up playing in Canada. Um, but I I, I always found about like Cali and, and the JUCO level is it's kind of underexposed, right, compared to like the national JUCOs and stuff like that. But what what would you say to to kind of about your experience like with city and, and the level of competition. Cause I found that competition was good, like just as, as good as like a national JUCO or whatever, but it's just underexposed because people are like, oh, you gotta go to national JUCO or whatever. But what would you say to a kid trying to make it out of Cali in the JUCO level and, and kind of advice you say about that?
2: I would just say don't even listen to that noise because a lot of people that I say that don't really know what they're talking about. But like Cali Juco is competitive, either way you put it. I mean, there's going to be a lot of teams that – like, just like in Nashville, there's going to be teams that are not going to be as competitive. But for the most part, every team is going to give you their best effort. So, I think just put your head down and work and try to get out the gut. Oh,
0: okay. And, and that that leads me right to, to my next question. You know, you saying you got to put your head down and work. But could you give us, Mike, you know, uh, well, for, for, for a listener, for people who are in that – uh that that California JUCO cycle, man. And, and, and like how Jay, Jay Hill said, man, I think it's no joke. I think it's serious. And we, we know that in um in JUCO, it's very hard to stay focused, man. It's very hard to stay focused, especially when you feel that you're better than 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 where you're supposed to be at. You know you you have more potential. So it's very hard to stay focused. But but you, Mike, you know, you were able to you know, keep your head down, keep working, and stay motivated. But um, what would, what what was something that you did, you know, when you were at time when you were at City to be able to stay focused, stay motivated, and keep your eyes on the prize that that's man, Like, man, I want to get to a D1 program.
2: Oh, um, shoot. I would just, like you said, I would – oh, I had a tough schedule. Like, I would work out two times a day before I even practice. I don't know. I just, like, always envisioned me being at that next level. I always thought ahead, like, all right. I know I'm going to get there. What do I got to do? Is that making 200 shots a day? Is that watching extra film? Like, just having your mind on the prize really is just what kept me motivated to get out of there.
0: Okay, and out of your two seasons that that you had over there at City, what if you could relive one game, you go back and relive it, what game would you relive?
2: Ooh, probably the game. There's a few big games. Probably the game I had, like, 32 points. I only played, like, 25 minutes
0: against 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 LA trade yeah yeah <laughs> that okay
2: that's efficiency at its finest man that's yeah. efficient right there. I, was going, man, I didn't play that much like I didn't play as much like I was going crazy that was yeah. A game.
0: <laughs> man yeah that game that definitely I, I even got that written down here I was like man I, we got to talk about that game
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that was a, that was a game. I was making three a bunch of threes I was doing it all
0: OK, all right. So so, you know, uh, after, you know, you, you conquer the, the the JUCO level, you you make you make it to the next level, man. And you get you get to San Jose State. So talk about what what made you cho- choose San Jose State and could it have been anywhere else that that got you?
2: Um, I, the, the guy that was recruiting me, I had a really good relationship with him. His name is Jay Morris. He's at San Diego State now or actually now he's at USC. He just got the job at USC. So, I, like, he was texting me every day. Like, I just went where I was wanted the most, to be honest. And it was close to home. And it was in a good conference. So, I felt that was the best decision at the time. For sure.
0: But that that was a great decision, Mike. Because, like how Jay Hill said in the beginning of this pod, man, you led the Spartans in scoring with 13 points per game. You led them in rebounds with with nine uh, nine rebounds per game. And throughout the season, you were all you were also able to rake in 11 double doubles. So. It's been a theme, Mike. You've been a monster on the glass your whole your whole career, man. So, um, so uh, again, I, I want to ask you what what would be a game that you would you would relive when the time that you spent as as San Jose State and a follow up to that is I gotta get a toughest matchup because now you're at a high top tier. College basketball, man. There ain't there ain't no scrubs on there. One through fifteen could play. So if you don't if you don't bring it every single night, you could get worked. So talk to us about some of your toughest matchups out there.
2: Nah, I got a game for you. Well, like we played New Mexico uh, in the beginning of the conference, and like it didn't go good. Like I like the coach got mad at me, took me out the game. A bunch of stuff happened. So we play him again like two months later. and My coach basically challenged me for the game. And then I was like, all right. And the guy I was going against was a McDonald's All-American in high school. And he went to Kansas. So I don't know if you know who he is, Carlton Berg. Oh,
0: and I, okay. ended up,
2: you know, I think I had like 24 and 12 when we won the game. Like, I, I was, That was a really good game. I think that, that was probably my best game.
0: Was that against Air Force, the game against Air Force?
2: No, that was the seven, that I think that, that was a different game. This was New Mexico at, at home. The game against Air Force, I think it had like, what is it, 18 rebounds or something like that. That was a pretty fun game, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, you had twenty
2: four yeah. and eighteen, man. He was killing out there that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a big game too. Unfortunately, we couldn't pull it out. But the the New Mexico game stand out too because we won and we needed that game at that time because like they like they beat it. They beat us pretty bad at their place.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, no, nah, like I know you had some tough matchups, especially in in the Mountain West and everything. But but talk about a little bit about so you made it to the summit of of. Uh, of college sports at least collegiately like everyone every athlete in high school who has aspirations of making pro or whatever wants to play d1 like that's the thing you everyone works hard towards so talk about like the struggles and and maybe not even the struggles of the work you got to put in like at the d1 level you know what you experienced in your first year at san Jose state
2: yeah you're gonna work like you got you got weights. Oh, at first this was my schedule in the fall. We have practice. We wake up at five fifty. We have practice at six six to eight, and then we have weights eight to nine. Then you have three classes back to back. Then you got study hall, and then you got you got to go get some extra shots in probably for forty minutes. You exhausted. So you got to just get your body and your mindset adjusted to that, because not everybody's willing to do it. As you can see, a lot of guys don't make it out of D one. If they do make it, some don't last. So like just putting that extra work in and being able to just grind out when it's time to go.
0: Okay. All right. So uh, as we, as we keep it moving in your collegiate co- uh, career, Mike, you then uh, you, then you made the transfer to, to Montana state. So uh, talk to us about what, what prompted that transfer? Like, what was the reason that you were able to, like, you know, you wanted to leave San Jose and go to Montana?
2: Um, well, for one, we didn't have a really good season um, as a team. I mean, I had a good team individually, but I was also looking for, like, a a place where I could feel like we could have a chance to compete for championships. And also, my coach that recruited me had left before this, like, during the season. So, I was like, yeah, I'm about to put my name in the portal and see what I get. And I ended up in Montana
0: So, I mean, I'm sure you know, San Jose and Montana, just two totally different, like, weather, culture, everything, man. So talk to us about, was there a culture shock when you got there? Was there, like, an adjustment period where you're like, damn, like, I'm a kid from the Bay, and now I'm out here? Like, what is going on?
2: Yeah, when that snow first hit, it was super <laughs> crazy. It was, like, it was probably, like, I think 15 degrees outside. The road was slippery as hell, so you had to drive, like, five, 10 miles per hour. It was It was crazy. and. Like the only time you were really warm is when you was in the gym or in the house, (laughs) right? So you had it. So you had a whip. Your whip out there when you was out in uh, yeah. I drove up the Area to Montana.
1: Okay, you had you had those snow
0: tires on there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, Yeah, still still crazy slippery. Yeah.
0: Oh man. So, so, Michael, what would be a piece of advice? You know, because uh, a lot of people are are in your position. You know that that they're in a pro. They're they committed to a program or they're in a program and then they come to see that it's not really what they thought it was or, man, this is I'm not getting the playing time I thought I was going to get or I'm not as happy as I, as I know I could be. Uh, and a lot of people are in that predicament and don't put their name in the in the transfer portal and you, you know, you go through with it. So what would be uh, what would be some advice that you would give a, a kid that is trying to, you know, find the courage and work with the courage to be able to transfer uh, the, from the current program they're at? To do what's best for them because at the end of the day, Mike, you did what's best for you and it's working out, man.
2: Yeah, well, initially, if you feel like that's the right move, you need to do it personally. Um, you gotta think it over, just don't do it like irrationally. But think it over. Um, go into recruitment with an open mind, ask questions that you wanna ask, because um don't you because you don't want to go over there and be surprised. And also um just look for the best fit. That's what I do. I usually just look for the best fit.
0: Okay, and 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 then and then what about over there in Montana? I know you had uh, uh, just a shorter stint over there. You play, you played nineteen games, but in the nineteen games, you definitely did work. You know, not, uh, nine points per game, five rebounds. You were you uh, second on the team for most rebounding and block shots. So y- your time over there, what was uh, one game that if you could relive, that you would definitely go back to relive?
2: Probably, I had a couple. I like the first game. The first game we started off against USC. That was a pretty fun game. It was on, it was on television. We, I was playing against a, a top five draft pick, Evan Mobley. That was a pretty fun matchup. And then another one is when we played Northern Colorado at home, I had a pretty good game that game. That was, that was a fun game.
1: And then, so, so you talked about, you know, your time at Montana, Mike, but now you're over and, and is it Amherst, Massachusetts over at yeah, UMass? Get, That's where it's at now. So, yeah. so, so talk about, you know, your decision to to leave Montana now, and then you're at, you're at UMass now. And, and, looks like you're going to be there cause you're a grad transfer. So, so talk about like your decision to go there, talk about, you know, your season, what, what is the preseason, I guess. And, and, you know, what you're looking forward to. And then,
2: yeah. Yeah. My decision to go here. Um, I just trusted the coaching staff. stuff. They were recruiting me pretty hard. Um, I thought it was a really good fit. They lost a pretty big piece at my position and he had a lot of responsibility. I think I could help fill those, help fill it in, fill in those shoes a little bit. And, um, I just I just had a big trust factor with him. I like that was the biggest thing. I wanted to be able to trust him. So, and right now preseason is going pretty good. We started our first practice on Friday, so we've been we've been grinding. I mean we've been practicing, but like this is like Friday is like where we can start practicing every day. Right. So we've been going like Saturday we had two practices, Friday we had a practice, and Sunday we had a practice. So we've been we've been going pretty hard. For sure. For sure.
0: Okay. And, and what's, what are some, uh, some matchups, you know, that you're, you're looking forward to this year, Mike, I know you guys, uh, I was looking at you guys, this upcoming schedules here, you guys got some good games coming. Yeah. So what, what are some that, you know, you guys circled on that, on that schedule?
2: Uh, I got all the big games circled out, uh, what we play Penn state, Rutgers, VCU, VCU and St. Bonaventure. Those are probably the two biggest ones because they're in our league and they went to the tournament last year and they're, they're, you know what I mean? They're, they're well-known, so they're, they're a pretty good team. Um, who else do we play? we got it. Um, oh, I think we play Harvard. That should be a pretty fun game, too. I never played. I think we played them at home, so that would be a good game. And we play mm-hmm. Yale. Um, we play – oh, a Florida. we got a t- tournament in Florida. I'm looking forward to that, too. So,
0: Okay, okay. So – We
2: all the games, man. It's my last year, so I'm ready to get to it. And then,
1: and then how, how, how is it being kind of like – you're in your, your last year, obviously. Um and being kind of, you know, that leader who's been there, done that at this point, you know, you're, you're in your fifth year, like we said, you're kind of an older guy uh, in a leadership position now at UMass. So talk about a little bit how that's been, you know, being starting as your first year at, you know, City to now and giving that kind of experience to the younger guys in, in the locker
2: room. Yeah, it's crazy. Like a lot of the younger guys, I've been, I've seen it and I've been through what they experience like the stuff they go through. So like I could talk to them about it. And also i like to leave by example being like one of the first people in the gym getting shots up just doing the right stuff and, and communicating um and just having good relationships with everybody on the team so we could be a, like a well-functioning group for sure
0: okay okay and 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 mike you know as we as we start yeah. to like wrap it up here i i we, we definitely appreciate, you know, for you, for your time, but we want to know what's next for you, Mike, you know, w- w- what, I- what is in the future? I know, of course uh, we all, you know, at least when I was playing basketball growing up, I wanted the NBA. I wanted the NBA. Didn't, didn't work out that way. It's all good though. So, but what's, what's next for you, Mike? What, uh, uh what's in, what, what's in the books for you, man?
2: Like you said, every guy that play basketball hopes to make the NBA, but that's not realistic. But if it happens, it happens. I'm putting the work in to try to get there. But if not, I'll try to go play overseas or something. Just try to be professional basketball and get paid for the game. I love playing.
0: Man, and, and and that right there, you have the right attitude, man. That right there, for you even just having that attitude, we know that you're going to be able to be prosperous and be and, and be successful, man. So, man, Mike, we, we, we really appreciate you. We really appreciate you uh, finding time for us and – Talking a little bit about you know your, your basketball journey and as we've seen man everywhere uh whether whether it was a city or, or in Montana or San Jose or even now at UMass man you uh you, you worked hard you persevered and you were able to get to get the results that you wanted man so I want to thank you man and and tell you that you really are an inspiration to a lot of kids man a lot of kids that want to want to come up and play basketball man like how many kids you know out the Bay Area playing basketball over there in Massachusetts, man. Not many. So we yeah, just wanted to say congratulations, yeah. Mike.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on here. Um, you guys have a great platform. I wish you guys nothing but the best. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, no, uh, yeah, real quick. No, I told when I was talking to John, Mike, I was like, yeah, we got to get my guy Mike on there because I know, obviously, I've been following you since um, since we, you know, we met. Uh, but you know, I know it's a big year for at you at UMass and and I know just don't take no for an answer because I remember way back when we met, you're like, Yeah, I got a chance to make Lee, and yo, I think you can do it. You know, you've been putting in the work for a while, and and I wish you nothing but best of luck this this upcoming yeah. season here, last
2: year. So kill it, man.
0: Yeah, thank you. Man. I appreciate that dog. Yes, sir, man. Yeah. So for all the fans, man, if you guys want to stay up to date with, with Mike and everything, everything that he got going on, man, I'm gonna drop his Instagram right there, right in his bubble, man. Make sure to go show him some love. Make sure to go follow him. I know he He's, he's going to drop some great picks throughout the season of uh, yep. getting some buckets, man. So make sure you guys go follow that, man. and right. Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, man. It's going to be right here and in the description down below. Get at us, man. So thank you very much. And we had our y'all, clutch, y'all go.